Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Drop your shoulders, take a breath, tune in to how you feel, because it's time to stretch. I'm Sinead Moore, and this season is here because of the support of Vitabiotics, my season four sponsor. From pregnant care to well kid, well woman and well man, they have a product range to support us throughout every stretch of life. This one is about the stretch of going from baby number one to baby number two with Ashling Brennan, who is one of the funniest, kindest and most genuine women I have had the very great fortune to connect with. She also happens to be about to give birth. Okay, so to catch you up, Ashling has a little boy, Davy, and you'll also hear her maternal love for her dog, Angie, throughout this conversation. She is a nurse and as she says herself, the pain in Carl Mullen's left side. First time round, Ashling's pregnancy featured a lot of long COVID complications. What followed was a depleted first time mother mentally and physically. We had a powerful conversation about it all last year, which supported thousands of women who listened. And now, as Davy turns to, Ashling's bags are packed and they are in the car. She is feeling healthy and strong and as ready as you can be for birth. We talk about how different it feels going in to have your second, the consuming guilt for the baby you already have and the guilt for the one you're growing that you barely have time to think about. We talk about her miscarriage last year and how she approached trying again and how, with a toddler, a home renovation and this pregnancy, it was the perfect storm for husband Carl to then go and get through every single week of Dancing with the Stars to be crowned winner. Going from one to two is a stretch. Physically, it's demanding as you care for your first, but mentally it can be kinder as you know who you are. I have such deeply warm memories of having my second and the security of empowerment that I'd earned since the first birth. And the precious days thereafter, when I didn't have to prove to the world that I knew what I was doing, I just allowed myself to be, to ask for what I needed and to be okay with it, knowing it really does pass and the love in time really does double. we chat again therapy (laughs) therapy second time round hi how are you (laughs) for those just uh starting to listen we've been talking for 37 minutes have we yeah (laughs) over 
the podcast the podcast is done (laughs) let's see let's see if we can remember everything that we just already talked about um you are so welcome onto stretch marks thanks for having me I know we have spoken before but this is your first time on this podcast yes it is yeah you are about to embark on the stretch that is going from one to two in a matter of I mean we're saying weeks but it could be hours yes (laughs) you're dead right (laughs) terrifyingly excited but um here we go roll on baby number two how does it feel to know that number two is so very cooked and so nearly here well I'm sitting here squeezing my hand (laughs) um so it's very nervous um but excitedly nervous and everything that comes with it I mean like you're I think we were just talking about this in our 37 minutes previous to this but it's it's obviously Davey that uh is going to get the brunt of it and I was only saying to Carl there the other week that Angie like I have my most mom guilt with the dog because even with Davey Angie at the moment does not get a walk so it's either one of us is walking her in the evenings or something when it's quite late or so that's the part that I probably or she's the the person or the dog that I have most mom guilt about it's Angie because I know Davey is well cared for whereas Angie gets neglected because she doesn't have the same voice that Davey has so she's your first baby I remember you telling me that before yeah, even yeah, when he was yeah. coming along that you were like she's she's your first baby she is yeah she taught me how to be a parent and yeah. to mellow myself down and yeah so that's why but do you yeah. feel the mum guilt is rising as the weeks go on definitely like I'm definitely treasuring a lot more of the moments with Davey or I'm trying to capture them on my phone and things like that just so that I have them and I'm trying to make sure that I remember a lot more of them Um, I have a diary so I jot down the little things that he would have done uh, just to kind of make sure that I remember them as well you know Um, but it is it's a, it's a like everyone talks about it it's a lovely sensation but it's also it's a, it's a terrifying situation to be honest with you Sinead but um, everyone goes through it so there will be, be there will be a day like and I look I I remember I remember every second of the morning that I knew my waters had broken I knew this was the day pains hadn't started so I was still very like conscious and we were like she was three and we were getting her ready to send her to crash and I knew like that was it the next time I saw her I'd be bringing home you'd be coming home a baby. with someone else there yeah that's mad it's and, and it's, so I have... cried my eyes out like and, and I took videos of like it all but it's so emotional and like we're talking about this here and I'm like trying to be like stay calm I think I'm talking really fast because I know I'm nervous and I know that I probably will be a ball of tears probably even now and <laughs> at the time as well yeah um, it is though it's, it's a lot I'm it is a lot it. yeah I'm expecting it so I feel like if I'm expecting it I'll be prepared and then it'll be fine how has the pregnancy be been versus the first? Because that's always a question people are always like assuming that yes. it's going to feel the same. And it, and and do you know the the sex of the baby? No, no, no yeah. we don't. Now I do feel like it's a boy again because the the bump is quite neat. I'm still in my uh, uniform and work, um, so it hides a multitude, which is great. Um, but I have all the same symptoms, so I have hyperemesis again, but it's definitely not as exacerbated as what it was the last time. Um, so for me, I kind of feel like it's a boy and the pregnancy is the exact same, but granted, I was much more sick the last time. So, um, I think I was just saying, so I was kind of saying that this is kind of my first pregnancy because I really didn't have 
anything to gauge by because I was that level of sick the last time. Um, so I feel great this time and I'm rolling with it. Whereas everyone says, you're so tired in your second pregnancy. You really look like love your first pregnancy. Whereas I'm loving this one this time around. And so. that was COVID. Like it wasn't that was just COVID, the hyperemesis. Was long COVID. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was long COVID. Um, so whereas like comparing the two, I was still on the medication for the hyperemesis last time around. And this time around, I got off it at week 24. So it just, everything is just a lot more smoother, a lot more comfortable this time. Um yeah like I don't feel like I'm pregnant even though I know I'm pregnant you know so it's it's good like I have all the symptoms that I know to expect because I had them the last time just they were 10 times worse the last time so I'm like a new woman this time (laughs) it's great (laughs) were you nervous when you knew okay let's try and have another because it's a common Um, theme when people know the love that they have yeah and it kind of feels like I don't know, first time round, it's like, yeah, you know, and I know you guys kind of didn't necessarily always think that. We had that, a big shock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think when it's like number two, it's more intentional and it's like, you know, That's are it. we ready? And what age would Davy be when this baby's born? And it kind of feels more planned out, but then it doesn't always go to plan. And it just feels like this more kind of pressure is above you. Yeah. So I suppose for us this time, we knew we wanted another one um and we were trying and I suppose we had the we had the miscarriage back in August and then we just said right we'll just keep plodding along and and try again but then I suppose we weren't expecting to get pregnant when we did get pregnant which was right before Carl went into his busiest time of the year and we had to move out of the house with the house build as well um and then I became a single parent then for the first three months of the year but we have great family support as well so um from that point of view I think when we were like like it wasn't that this it was planned we wanted it but not necessarily at the time when you're very early pregnant you know that way um at the time for us it was manic but all manageable and I think for us um like we wanted to stay we knew we wanted to stay in the busy so we knew we were just going to keep keep trying the uh, I suppose from the miscarriage point of view like both of us handled it really well like yes it's difficult and it's always difficult but I suppose when it, the news was out there then like it's actually really nice knowing that so many women go through it again it's just one of those taboo things that doesn't get talked about as much um and it was really nice in work there's a couple of women that came up to me in work and said that they had miscarriages that you'd never hear about um but I think even knowing that and having that that word around us and the support around us then we were just like right let's keep going and you know it's something that you pause for a moment, but you don't dwell on it, you know, um, and it just it brings you on to, to to other things, which and it has, you know, it has it's brought us on to the next pregnancy. Um, but I do remember when I was uh, living in London many moons ago, a lot of my friends over there would have had miscarriages, but they were a lot older than me having children. And I do remember they're saying they were saying at the time, it's almost like your body as an older woman has to prepare to have another child. So they all ended up having a miscarriage in between each of their pregnancies that came to full term. Um, So it's like your body has to reset itself. It's not like when you're younger and you're 16 and and above up to about 35. If you're older having a baby, your body needs to reset itself differently. Mm -hmm. So I remember I took that at the time and I was like, actually, that's, you know, that's probably what is happening here. My body needs to reset itself after having a pregnancy. 
so soon, you know, after Davy. Um, but yeah, I think because we had such good support and then we kind of knew this is what we wanted. We wanted to have another child so close in age to Davy. So it's kind of for us, it was the right decision. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. obviously the right decision, yeah. but it can be scary when you have gone through a loss and you kind of have to prepare yourself for like, for this might happen again what's the next one and emotionally preparing yourself and you look at that pregnancy test and you're like here we go again but even as Clementine talked about in the episode last season like there's there's a scan anxiety that stays with you yes yeah but I think that scan anxiety I had with Davy the first time around whereas Mm -hmm. every time I have something if I'm pregnant now I, I cherish all these moments. So I think I got it all out of the way with Davy because I'm so probably traumatized from that pregnancy that anything from that pregnancy after having Davy is a bonus. Do you know that way? Mm-hmm. So for me, going through all of that in August, I was like, it is okay. Like, do you know, and and there will be other women that will will see things differently. But for me, I was actually I'm okay about this. And considering my mind is a lot healthier and stronger now as well. I thought I was going to plummet, but I handled it really well to the extent to say like, okay, let's go, you know? Um, but again, it's a case of, it's not a case that you're turning your head and be like, it didn't happen. Like it did mm. happen. We paused for a moment, but I don't like, and we definitely don't dwell on it, you know, because if you dwelled on it, I think it's it's almost harder, you know? Mm. And we were talking about stress there before we mm. kind of got on to mm. Um, going with this uh, recording the podcast and if you carry things with you it is harder you know so um, you have to look after yourself from that point of view as well and like you do nothing wrong you're doing nothing wrong you did nothing wrong for it to happen so so uh, I kind of accepted that it was my body just preparing myself yeah preparing preparing itself for this pregnancy that it's I a have. really 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 nice way to look at it and mm. of course when you already have a small one running around there's nothing that can kind of snap you back into being present and mindful in the moment yeah, of like exactly the chaos it's hard to dwell on on yeah, it on anything on anything <laughs> yeah, on anything on anything and, yeah. and look I think when you have had such an like a an experience that you had in that first pregnancy you know it kind of sets the tone for everything going forward like with anything like if you go through real times of challenge um, and exertion and pushing yourself in any sort of arena in life on the other side of that everything seems that little bit easier and that little bit better and yeah, yeah. having had that for and I think that anyway is true in that second pregnancy because yeah there's just there's a security blanket that comes with we've done this before we know these aches and pains you're not monitoring your body in the yeah, same way exactly. as you were before it's kind of like yeah you don't realize you're pregnant until you go to bed and all of a sudden the baby kicks and you're like, oh my God, I didn't think about you all day. There. Yeah. Oh, hi. Yeah. 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 And so the only thing that I would, and you talk about scan anxiety there, the only thing that I would probably, and we touched on this the last time we spoke um, uh, on the other podcast, but it was like you were saying, there's not a pregnant woman that you don't know that doesn't go to the toilet and get nervous when they're wiping themselves. And I was like, I hear you, you know? So, um, I, that's mm-hmm. probably the only thing that I'm like right okay um but, that oh, and, that, and that is that is the part where you're kind of that's the part that's probably lingering on mm-hmm. from the miscarriage mm-hmm. but I'm now at the point where I'm like look we're at a good we're at a good stage in this pregnancy so you know but um yeah yeah we're it's there exciting we're there now. 
it is it is very exciting um so I'm just excited now for Davy to to like hopefully meet them for Andy to hopefully meet them and yeah yeah it'll be good you know your body has done it you know yeah, it's like exactly. yeah you know what to expect you know what the signs and symptoms are that maybe it's kicking off which we've discussed already we've discussed <laughs> For those might not, have to leave this podcast early <laughs> for those for those that weren't privy to the first 37 minutes of our conversation um yeah I think I think there's this your your body remembers and there's like certain pressure yeah. that we feel yeah. and you're like uh oh is this it yeah. is this not it yeah how would you feel see. if it was it how would you feel if you're like um, okay it's go time I the only thing that I'm conscious of is that it's Davy's birthday. So um in the next week. So if it's go time today, great. But if it's go time in the next couple yeah. of days, I'm just like, oh, I want to be here for that for him. And Carl was saying earlier, he was like, Look, for sure, look, it's you know, he's so young. And I'm like, I know, but everything's gonna change for him so much within these next couple of weeks anyway. So that's the only thing. So it's not necessarily it's like the baby will be absolutely fine. It's just more again, it's Davy. <laughs> Unless it becomes a joint birthday, in which case that's handy for the rest of your life. It would be one party. Yeah. <laughs> it would be great. One of our friends actually has um her firstborn um on the third of June and her second born, not even a full year, on the second of June. So three hundred and sixty four oh, wow. days. I was like, that is perfect. <laughs> that is yeah. quick. Well done. Yeah, her. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. But um, I wouldn't be still standing yeah. for sure. No, no, I don't know how she does it because she's busy. She's very busy, but she loves it. Yeah. yeah. Does he have any idea that there's a baby? in? He does. Belly? He knows baby is hiding. He says baby's hiding. And then sometimes he'll say baby's dancing. Um, and that's not because he sees the baby dancing or anything. He just he when he's dancing, he's expecting the baby to dance with him. Um, so, yeah. And then I think the last couple of weeks I've been showing him the clothes and things like that so I'm like these are the baby's clothes or he'll I'll have like just a couple of matching outfits we have already so I'm watching them and this is Davies and I'm like look at this this is the baby's so he knows something is looming <laughs> but I'd say he's totally going to be thrown out like he's the first grandchild on both sides mm. so he's going to be thrown out 100 percent um he but might well surprise after. you. He might, he might surprise do. you. Yeah. They, he's very chilled like his dad. So I kind of feel like he might surprise us. And I think he'll take it in a stride. Like he's fairly resilient, you know, so yeah. as most kids are, like all yeah. kids are resilient anyway. So it's more us. It's always us. I know. Um, what's that word? This is the pregnancy brain not being able to think of my words, but that's the dust putting what we feel on them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're projecting. Our, that's the word yeah. our mom guilt onto them because we have to yeah. rationalize it somehow because our mom guilt is so irrational and not logical yeah. and not true that we have to create like truth by saying oh no he might feel this way yeah and it's yeah. like well we don't know that actually yeah and you know you're giving him a little friend for the rest of his life that's it that's it so um I think my main thing we were only talking about it a couple of weeks ago and we were literally talking about this there um is about the routine so we're not strict on the routine but I suppose the routine of who puts him to bed or that he's in bed in the house so I think that's what I would say we were just discussing it there a couple of weeks ago that we always kind of want him to go to bed here while I am in hospital because 
there's no point in being in someone else's house because he'll just get more thrown then when he comes back in. So it's just, I think for him, especially for yeah. Davy, if you take him out of, like he's really good, he'll, he doesn't make strange, um, he will sleep in any house. But when you come back to our house, that's when he kicks off. Because he's like, but I had so much fun in that other house. <laughs> you know, that way, so. He's like, what is this? Don't bring me back here. Yeah, and then there's something else here. So um, I think that's what we were saying. Just from that point of view, we yeah. just kind of want to keep that. But the routine for Davy is great. Um, and that's the part where he's very like me. He loves his his systems and his routine. So it is, it's important for them. Like, and it's, it's look, it's their security blanket, isn't it? That's them knowing that everything is normal. The mother of all stretches, the pregnancy stretch, an incredibly unique time in our lives where we appreciate our bodies like never before. So how can we make sure we are giving our bodies what it needs to do this miraculous job of building our baby? How can we make sure we are getting the blend and balance of vitamin D, folic acid and omega-3 DHA right? Throughout both of my pregnancies, I trusted Ireland's number one pregnancy supplement from Vitabiotics, Pregnicare Max, because it's specifically formulated by experts to be the most optimal and comprehensive pregnancy supplement for maximum nutritional support. With 50 years of innovation in nutritional science, Vitabiotics have been pushing boundaries to help our families feel at their best. With products to suit all stages from preconception, pregnancy, postpartum and family life, with Pregnicare, WellKid, well woman and well man, Vitabiotics have created a product to suit every stretch of family life. Vitabiotics want to look after you through their supplement range and by supporting this season of stretch marks. Food supplements must not replace a varied and a balanced diet and a healthy lifestyle. And you should always consult your doctor or pharmacist before using. On the yeah. other side of birth, of course, there is like mm-hmm. a whole other spectrum of stuff yes. that's yeah. coming. Um, yeah. And we can we can get lost in the preparation of the week by week cycles and the checkups and the peeing into little cups constantly. All that. All that. I mean, it's just the glamour. Um, <laughs> the glamour of it all. The glamour of those little. I found one actually recently in an old hand, not obviously used in an old handbag. Say, yeah. <laughs> Be you <laughs> in an old handbag that I'd like put up into a wardrobe and I took it down and it had like little leaflets or whatever from the time I was going in and out for checkups and it had like a spare empty cup with it Container, I think it was I yeah. think it was like a COVID time where they were like wanted you to like maybe pee and bring it in instead of being in like okay god put forbid you into the container to take it out yeah yeah that kind of stuff um and it was an immediate flashback of like whoa my god like brought you back brought me right back with that bright yellow lid but um there is so much focus on you know getting the baby bits down from the attic and washing them and having it all prepared and everything but I think second time around there's an awareness of what after yeah yeah and an awareness of like yes it's wonderful but it's also a bit of a shit storm and there will be days where we want to kill each other and there will be days where like we just have to accept that it's takeaway for a week and yes yeah, taking yeah. the pressure off whereas I think first time around we're so militant in our you know it's still going to be so perfect and it's going to be just <laughs> like this and then it'll the reality it'll be fine the reality of it is like you're sitting there and you're in 
you know, your netted knickers bleeding and you've got your cracked nipples and it's just not. It's just And not. you're leaking from every orifice, mate. That's every orifice. Every yeah. orifice while everybody comes up to you and it's like, congratulations, you look wonderful. You're like, I don't. You're lying to me. Yeah, you're lying yeah. to me. Um, hormones crash. Sleep is eroded. X, Y and Z. It's a wonderful time. We love it. Yeah. How are you feeling about heading into that phase now that you know what the first one was? And what are you expect? Yeah. Are you mentally more prepared? I definitely am. I suppose we've talked previously about me post um post labor and post birth and postnatally. Um so I'm definitely more aware. Like you are aware going into it, but then there is still that painting of it's fabulous. You're on maternity leave, you're gonna enjoy your coffees. But any parent that I've had or any of my friends that have had children since you and I have spoken and since I've had Davy, I'm like, it is a shitstorm, as you say. Um, like it's not it's not beautiful in any way, shape or form. You love your baby, but oh my goodness, it's tough and it's hard. Um, I suppose for me, um, just after the postnatal, the last time I'm definitely a lot more aware and a lot more aware of how to handle it um I suppose from my background we know that it came from prenatal as opposed and it just lingered Mm -hmm. on as postnatal and presented itself as postnatal um so I definitely get the check-ins now prenatally which is great um I'm in much better headspace going into this and mentally more prepared going into this and going into the labor um so I would hope that the awareness then and I know my triggers like I know I just need a shower in the morning so I said to someone I was like I need you to come around every morning just so that I can have a shower because with Carl gone so early and he's gone for most parts of the day so quite late in the evening so like this time and I know people don't get a shower but if I'm up all night like with Davy, he didn't sleep till seven months so I was pacing with him every night and then working through the day as well as in working with him through the day so having a shower is just not there. So it's like, I know I will feel 10 times better if I just have that shower every morning. So it's just trying to get someone around every day so that I know that will be my saving grace. Um, and it's funny, like, you know, you're exactly, you're just more prepared. Um, and I suppose for me, it's the preparation prenatally as opposed to not dealing with it until after. Um, well, the big so lesson hopefully. in that is like that big growth moment there is you've known to ask for what you need. Yeah, yeah. And like, I suppose in the, the maternity hospital has been quite good as well. Like it's on, it was on my file. Um, and the question is there, like, do you want the support? And I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> I'll take all the working time, whatever. Um, is there so a chariot 100%. with some people fanning yeah. me and feeding grapes? Because I will take that. I will take that this time. Um, so, yeah. And then there is the thing I was saying to Carl as well I think even going into the maternity hospitals this time around like when you go in the first time around you're just completely like it's a whole new world hmm. and I suppose I am someone coming from healthcare but I have no clue about how the maternity hospitals work um so it is a whole new world and I think when you go into it the second time around you're aware of the physio that's available you're aware of everything that kind of comes along with with postnatal so you feel a lot more prepared going into it anyway um you have your lactation meetings there's all of that and you're you're so used to utilizing the resources that you would have used within your first pregnancy anyway and you're not afraid to go for them you're not nervous going for them so I think um yeah I think it just it's automatically a lot more every parent says it's a lot more easier the second time around but I know there is a stretch though from going from one to two so I get that as well um which I feel like I'm prepared for 
and I know I totally won't be when it happens but I like to say I am <laughs> I think it's an empowerment thing I think it's again like that first time around we're so we're so held by like I don't want to ask a question that they might think is stupid because I need to make it look like I've read the books and I know what I'm doing yeah, and yeah and you're kind of wearing your armor of like I've got this you know uh, yeah, look, yeah. like look at me in my leggings like we're so on board with maternity <laughs> we know yeah. what we're doing <laughs> and then and then second time round, you're just kind of like I need a shower you breathe yeah, yeah. You just kind of, it's, it's almost like you breathe through it and you know what your hard parts will be you know so you're more prepared for them you're more prepared um, for them and you kind of there's a bit of shame that's gone as well like you're just who, yeah. whoever you meet you're like listen this this hurts this yeah. shouldn't be here <laughs> yeah <laughs> give me a cream for this yeah yeah good chat <laughs> you know you're yeah. you're just a lot more like come on we're all we're all busy and we're all like we know what we're doing here and there's a freedom I think that comes with that but it is you have to go through the first to be ready to be that person second time around exactly yeah um but again I'm just it's and as much as you say it as much as I say it to people that are having babies for the first time around and they now come back to me after and they're like nothing prepares you for it mm. as in and it's it's just not talked about enough like they do say the newborn phase is so hard but the newborn phase is so hard with every baby you know but it's just it, it re- there's a huge come down there's such a huge come down and anyone that I've said it to after they're like it's great that you said it to me but you have to go through it yourself to to figure it out you know because some people aren't prepared for it some people are prepared for it some more people are more resilient um than others um but there's been a couple of people that have said to me that like, they just can't get over and some of them have said I don't think I had postnatal but I knew I wasn't right mm-hmm. and then some people have said especially after hearing the last podcast they were like I feel like what I've had was postnatal and I wish I would have got help for it you know so mm-hmm. it's it's just so many people go through it and it's just a I think, taboo of things but there's also an expectation that to have postnatal depression you can't function yeah yeah like it has to be so extreme and I'm not allowed to say I have it because, well, like I still made a dinner today and I'm still dressed and I'm still getting through the motions. And, you know, I think that there is a there's an expectation that like it has to be really extreme for it to be real. Yes. And I kind of adopted more of a like when I was having certainly when I was having my second to expect. And it it goes back to that. I've lived, you know, we've lived, gone through first expect expect a degree of it always yeah like it'll every day there's kind of a fluctuation how I experienced was just and I like it's just a fluctuation of today I feel low and today I feel good and today I might feel better and and I think if women go through that but then if you notice every day is consistently low yes yeah that's when you're kind of that's when you need to kind of look after yourself from that point of view yeah yeah but yeah. to not think that it's like I have it or I don't or I'm good or I'm not or I'm well or I'm sick. It's like, yeah. no, it's kind of it's it's a whole spectrum of you could feel really low in the morning every morning. Yeah. but be OK at lunchtime, yeah. but maybe talk to somebody about why you feel really low every morning. Yeah. And I suppose I remember for me that it was because of the background that I I come from. I knew I had it, but then mm. it was almost the guilt and the shame admitting that I had it I remember that was probably the harder part 
Um, and I remember talking to my friends say, this is where I'm at. And I used to be shattered after talking to them because it was so draining divulging that this is where I'm at. Um, but then once I started divulging, I then my mind started to slowly get better because then I was drawn on the support that I knew I needed. But it just took me so long to get there to say it to them, you know, and there's probably a little bit of it now. Like we, I was only chatting the other the other day where like you're trying to weigh up how much maternity leave do you take? Mm-hmm. And for me, probably being off for so long, probably knocked me back further. So I was off prenatally, almost you're talking seven months before Davy was born. So and then I had my mat leave. So I was nearly off for the guts of 18 months. So for me, that was huge. Like I felt like I was missing out so much time in work, on my career, focusing on those things. So this time around, I'm probably a little bit traumatized. Like, Do I want to take the full year? Do I need something to stimulate my brain while I'm off on maternity leave? And that's where I'm at at the moment, that that's the part that I'm trying to weigh up. And I know that's the part that's not right at the moment, that I'm like, no, I need to just be off and enjoy mat leave, but I can't bring myself to be there yet. Yeah, but also I think it's okay to acknowledge that part of what makes you happy is, is work. Is work. Yes, yes. And that's okay. That that's a part yes. of you. Yeah. Like, yes. in fact, it's more than okay. Like it's, it's yes. completely brilliant because what's the point yes. in the education system in college and us working towards this career path if it doesn't actually fulfill you? So if yes. you have been fortunate enough to find something that you don't want to escape from for a year, yes. Yeah. then you're in a really lucky position. I know a lot of people, like I know people that are kind of getting pregnant being like, get me out of here like yeah yeah and and I and I understand and there's a bit that. of there's a bit of that too now, I understand you know? a little bit of that too um, yeah until you're at home with them all day and then you're like yeah get me back out of here get back to work yeah but it's a really important point like that it's another it's another phase that you have to navigate it's like yeah I'm about yeah. to go on mat leave and you are giving up a part of yourself again yeah again and that's it like we talked about identity the last time um, and it really does like you are changing your identity again but I suppose this time is I already have an identity as a mom and now I'll be a mom of two hopefully Um, so there's not that much of an identity from that point of view it's just it's the identity shift in work because I won't be there for a year and you'll miss so many things going on and a lot does happen in you know lots happen in a week so um it's just that side of it, but I suppose I'm more prepared for the the identity shift. Mm. It's just then, it's it's the part of my brain where I'm like, I'm not going to get that stimulation, and I know I won't. So that's the part I'm nervous about. I'm prepared for the identity shift, just not the. the it's not even that my brain's not going to be stimulated. It will be. I just know it'll be a different type of stimulation yeah, again that I'm not used to. It's something for you. Yeah. And what can you? have or create or start or commit to that is just for you because it can be really easy especially on your second to be very swallowed up in it because if Mm. you're doing all the baby jobs which of course you know if you're in mat leave if you want to call it that like with the newborn the moment the newborn doesn't need you you will be pulled into, oh, but I have to look now, like put all my free minutes back into the day because I don't see him as much. And the guilt cycle continues. And definitely weeks can go by where you're like, what have I done? What have I done for (laughs) me? Apart from this, yeah. 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 And and that for me is usually when like the crash or the fight 
would happen. And it's like, you know, but I forgotten I needed it for me. And actually the podcast, I was, I started recording again when Juliet was two weeks old. Cause it just was like, I want to you go and it. talk yeah. to wonderful, incredible people for an yeah. hour in the room by myself. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Just something that was mine. That takes time for you. Yes. Yeah. And I suppose that this time, what I have done, I suppose, to protect myself, I have lined up things. Um, so whether it be with friends or whether it be from a work point of view, solely that I can hit them and feel like, right, I've done that and I'm doing that for me. So again, that's the preparation that I wouldn't have had or the mindset to do after the first time around, you know, so. Especially because your work um, is so important and like the more. So like, I also create the for other people that might listen, don't know. I also create a podcast for Childhood Cancer Ireland. So I'm very aware of the incredible work that you do in there um in Crumlin and I'd imagine it's very hard to walk away from as well because like you want to be part of these people's journey and see their cancer recoveries and you get incredibly attached to all the patients like that's hard to walk away from yeah but it's the team as well like I definitely you miss the team um, I suppose the last time it was quite a small team, whereas this time since I've come back from that leave, we've built up our team now as well. And it's a lovely team. Um, and you're you're I'm excited for them growing. And I'm excited for them learning as well. And I just feel like I'm going to miss out on that part for them as well. Um, team player and all that. Chance, yeah. but that's what it is, you know. Um, so and just, yeah, again, things change so quickly in work. And yes, there's the lovely families that you meet and you want to see how they get on and if you're not part of that or if you're out of the situation you're you're away from that or do you know so um and it's quite nice like even in work at the moment some of the parents are like and how many more weeks have you got left okay so we'll see you now at this stage before you go and I'm like well by our clock tonight Shane we might not might not get to see them but um the bags are packed yeah ready no they're in the car they are um, in the car Oh, they're in the car. Yeah, <gasps> just I was like, just because even if I'm in work, if I have to leave work, they're there. They're ready to they're go. Great. Um, Although but, I didn't see this week, the tire went. Oh well, yeah, yeah, but it's fixed now. It's all okay. good. So that was the thing. That was the thing that needed to happen for the car. That to was be actually when the first. That was when the first pain started. Was right before the tire went, and I was like, I'll just let Carl deal with the tire, and I will deal with this, and I'll tell him after the tire is fixed. Um, but. Target resolved. Target resolved. The yeah, universe sent the lesson that was needed. Yes. Yeah. Everything Don't drive now. too far out of Dublin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> For the next while. Um, but yeah, so it was just, it's just a, a case of knowing that I'm going to miss these things or things that I love, you know, and again, that's part of me. It's again, the identity shift. Um, but yeah. It'll be fine. We have a fine jar and work. Well, I proposed a fine jar and work for every time I say fine, because the group of us always say fine. Fine. When we're Everything's really not fine. fine. Yes. Fine. Yeah. So I proposed it. It's been our little kitty for the year. Um, because we all say fine and we're really not fine. So what is it'll the, be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. What is the thing that is like getting you over the line? Is that like the is it I just remember I, my thing was like the minute you come home just the minute you come home with the baby was like 
that's my I cannot wait for that moment I cannot wait to look forward to just the minute we walk in the door the minute they meet each other like is there anything that you're like getting over the next few weeks I with the probably with the have hope. two I probably have two moments and I suppose the first one would be it's Angie so I yeah. loved Angie meeting Davy, and she was so good with that and the two of them are such pals like I caught her last night she crept up the stairs and I had come out of the shower I was like why is this bedroom door open and I went in and she was literally lying underneath his cot and she'd never done that before and I was like get your bum out of here so she came out and then she lay across the door she was like no I want to be near him um so their their friendship has just exploded in the last couple of weeks. So I'm just excited for her with another one. Um, and I know it's strange because obviously like there's Davy in the mix as well. But I'm actually most I just remember Angie and Davy meeting and how she was and she was so calm and she just sat down straight down beside me. He was beside me on the other side, and she just loved it from the beginning. So I'm just excited and intrigued to see how she's got to cope with another another one in the house and then the next thing then and this is quite random what I said it to Carl because I've lined up stuff um for me for him so that I know I'm looking after myself um depending on baby arrives it could be six weeks old or eight weeks old but they're the band that played our wedding song and they're quite a very small unknown band um but they're coming to Ireland so I've booked tickets for that and I said I don't care even if I get just for a couple of songs and then I'm home. So that's where my head is at, is at their mm-hmm. concert and Angie. So they're two completely random things, but I know they're the two random things that will make me feel good yeah. and the little goals, you know? Yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah. You have to have something in the like, to look forward to, like, cause yeah. you know, they're not easy days, like in or in that whole birth zone. So to have those yeah. ahead is so important. Did she know that you were pregnant this time? Cause she knew with Davy. She knew the last time, but she had all her bits and pieces inside. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this time round, she was cuddling me, but I think because Davy keeps her so busy, she wants to get up and play with him. So there's not much time for her to sit and cuddle me. Um, and because we were out of the house, there was less of that as well, because we were living in our parents' house as well. The, the house was getting. Yeah. So it was thwarted. a bit more disrupted. A little bit more disrupted, but she does follow me. Um, yeah. And especially the last couple of days when things have kind of ramped up, like she literally, like you've heard me, I had to kick her out of the, the yeah. room there before we started recording because she will just keep circling around me and pottering around me. Um, I think what she is doing is she's been a little bit more protective of Davy. Yeah, lying across the door. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she crept up. Like normally if she wants to come upstairs, she'll bark and say I'm coming up. But she crept up like silently knowing that she wasn't allowed. Um. So I think she's definitely becoming a lot more protective in a nice way, not in an any way aggressive way, just as in like, I want to be around him more. Um, so she definitely senses it. She does follow me around, but the cuddle, the cuddles, she's probably cuddling Carl more than me. And I'm like a little bit devastated about that. A little bit taken aback. Um, After yeah. all you've done for her. I know, for her. And I have the most guilt over her as well, but... That's probably why I have the most guilt because I feel like I can't give her as much time and she totally sees that. That's why she doesn't want me anymore. It's probably what it is. There'll be lots of buggy walk soons. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. She'll be great. She'll be very good with them though. She's very good with Davy. So yeah. Are you ready? Totally ready. <laughs> Key is in the ignition. <laughs> I'm ready for the labor. 
and I'm definitely I feel like I'm ready for the stretch that we talk about but I know it'll be a shell shell shock to the system so um I'm prepared for the shell shock it's just right. like the pregnancy it is easier it is like the after part yeah the the adjustment the adjustment is so you know who you are like you yeah. already are her yeah. um it's 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 harder logistically it's harder like you don't sit down you don't get the same level of kind of rest and all that stuff but you also don't have that constant feeling like I don't know what I'm doing because you do true. yes and you're more comfortable in knowing what you did with your with your first child yeah. yeah like you're not expending all of that energy all day long being like is it this blanket or is it this blanket or is it this or is it that or should we check this or should, like you just there's a lot more like there's the baby now look at yeah. it there being fine <laughs> they'll be grand they'll be fine <laughs> but like there's 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 a lot more confidence and security in and look in my experience there was a lot more confidence yeah. and security I think and I I definitely was like powered down internally like I wasn't that hyper vigilant overthinking okay. frenzied mess that I was the first time um but just mind just mind your actual physical energy because okay you're you're moving Those so much more you're still lower. you're still lugging like you know a two-year-old around like it's it's a lot it's a lot more physically wearing on you demanding as well yeah demanding okay. so just mind yeah. yourself physically don't you know don't fall into the trap of like I'm fine which and, I'm notorious for doing as we you know, know yeah mind your body and mind your back and <laughs> like toddlers are heavy oh yeah they are with new you don't life. part with that that's it you don't no. part with that either um I was even saying to Carl I was like god if I have a c-section like that'll be how many weeks until do you know yeah. and I so every time I hold him now I'm like no I need to hold him because it could be because then by the time it comes around to when I can hold him like he's gonna be massive so they just jump so quick don't they he's your yeah. big boy now he is he is yeah potty training's the next stage can't wait <laughs> thank you so much for joining me again thank you so much Sinead thanks I for having me again wait to hear the news Baba evening. is here yes on the way yeah on the way on the way yes you said you are ready mentally yes. physically emotionally professionally motherly you yes. are, are ready and we're ready to go I wish yeah. you every success look it's very intimidating going towards birth because you know anything can happen um but it it is I think second time around there is if you you know there's there's something magic to it too because you know what's on the other side and that you know who you're going to meet yeah. and you know the love that'll follow yeah and you know how to mind yourself and you know what to look out for and as you said you know how to ask for what you need and that I think is one of the greatest lessons <laughs> if we could all know that from day one we'd be a lot yeah. healthier as a result yeah um, you've helped so many women in our first conversation talking about your experience of postnatal, like so many women. It it was really, really, really an, an important conversation. I don't think either of us expected to have that night. Yeah, no, neither of us did. Yeah. So what you I, I said to you, it was really cathartic <laughs> for me as well. We didn't know where that conversation was going to go. Um, and I wasn't expecting to divulge it, but I was at the point no. where like, no, it needs to come out. So, yeah. 
I wanted to take the opportunity to thank you for trusting me with it because it was incredibly personal for you and vulnerable for you. Um, and but it like like all of the other ones, it does so it does so much good. Um, and it helps other people to say how they're feeling and then it helps them get help earlier. And it's just yeah. this like cycle of support by people talking, but it takes courage. And I think I didn't say it to you enough at the time because in the, in the conversation, because I was like, I just wanted to let you talk. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I have to say to you on this one that you just did a, a service to women in that episode. <laughs> and um, I think I really hope it, it, it'll support you as much this time around as it did everybody yeah. else so it, it definitely has and it was um it was a really big learning curve for me as well to know that so many other women do go through it as well the first time so um so from that point of view thank you because you were my therapy session <laughs> you know <laughs> no I just yeah. hit record <laughs> thank you so Thanks much Bye -bye. no thank you Thank you for listening, supporting and helping me to grow this show. I would love to hear your feedback. So get in touch at Stretchmarks Podcast and with my guest, Ashling at Killoo89. And I'll talk to you again next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.